beautiful. Yeah, I, I know, I know. <laughs> Again, leading to the where did you come from? Uh, John, no, I saw pictures of John when he was younger. When you when you lose a few pounds, you you look good. I was okay looking yeah. for sure. But supposedly John's dad had a great personality. That is true. He yeah. was a sale. He uh, born salesman. Right. So how you doing? You doing all right? There are good days or bad days. It's tough. I mean, uh. Yeah, well, you've lost a good friend. Yeah. No, I miss him terribly. He went pretty quick, got leukemia, died in, uh, 10 months. And it was, uh, it wasn't pretty at the end. But, uh, you know, I choose to remember the good times and try to stay as busy as possible and to be distracted from really dwelling upon it. Mm. See, my dad was smart. He took the approach with me. He just yelled at me all the time. So when he does pass, I'm not going to be all that choked up. You're gonna well. You, nobody could be more happy than I was. Well, you had a whole. <laughs> your dad made it so you would never miss him. <laughs> Neither one of them. It wasn't like I lost anything. Yeah, Robin's parents because I were, hardly had a relationship with them. Robin's parents were the least selfish people I've ever met. <laughs> they, did she? They made her hate them so much that she didn't. I, didn't I don't hate them. I just didn't have a relationship. I don't recall you crying one bit. <laughs> It was got you know you know there was nothing really to miss. You know it, it was very novel at John's. Uh, you know the, the family was uh, sitting and uh, welcoming friends and things, and uh, they had a uh, like a fast food truck uh, outside. Like you know, on a construction site, Robin. They'll bring in those trucks. They bring those trucks that have food and stuff. Yeah. They had one of those trucks there, and I thought that was a cool idea. Like, you could walk outside and get, like, uh, hot dogs. Or, oh, really? Or, like, soda, or... Uh, what else did he... He had, like, sandwiches, right? Yeah, I mean, what we did was we were making the funeral plans, and my dad hated traditional well, getting a suit, grieve, yeah, and we just decided we wanted to make it about him. So he was a big Penn State guy, so we played the Penn State fight song when the funeral started. We did wow. stuff like that. Right. And at the Shiva, what you're talking about... We were getting, you know, all the traditional stuff, and my mom was like, no, Dad wouldn't want that. He'd want, like, hot dogs and, and stuff that he enjoyed w Fun while growing food. up. Yeah. So she called up that truck? So we knew a guy who knew a guy, and we hired the food truck, and they had hot dogs and hot pretzels. And I, I'm curious, did you tell the guy that it was, you know, people were grieving because he seemed like he thought he was on a construction site. He seemed like a real happy dude. That guy was great. Yeah, he was a nice guy. <laughs> he was a really nice guy, and yeah, he knew. He said he had done this a couple times before, which I thought was ironic because typically when you go to a shiva, it's very the mirrors are covered. It's very somber. You're sort of, you know remembering all the, you know, good and bad things. Here, you walk, you know, you pull in our driveway, there's a food truck there. You're like, wait, what's going on here? Is this a party or something? But we wanted it to be a fond remembrance, not something that was, like, you know, sad and depressing. And meanwhile, so, like, you know, Gary drove all the way out to John's house. John, John, John's mom's house. They were all the way out on Long Island. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it was one of the worst traffic days I know I'd gone to see my parents that day, and it took me two and a half hours to get mid Long Island, like um, like on the North Shore, right? And uh, Gary said it took him like three and a half hours to get to John's place. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine? I mean, it's fucking crazy. Well, people do that every day, and that's what I don't understand. That on, is impossible. And then on top of it, Gary made the huge blunder of giving Benji a ride, and like five minutes into the car ride, Benji's making weird noises and getting car sick. And holding his head. And holding his head and going. It's like you have a baby in the car. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, why did you get in my car? If you get car sick. And then, oh, this is the best thing. So Benji goes to John Hines, you know, funeral service. His dad's funeral service. Peter Hine was John's father's name. And uh, the food truck is there. Oh, boy. Yeah. And Benji's a big fatso. And he announces to everyone. John, do you know about this? Yeah. Benji announces to everyone that he is a vegan and can, cannot eat anything on the food truck because he's vegan. <laughs> right. When did that happen? Because somebody said, like, do you want a hot dog? Because it was kind of fun to go up and get a hot dog. Sure. At the, you know. But he has to, you know, instead of just saying, no, thank you, I don't want one, he, he announces he's vegan. And as you say, Robin, like, when did that happen? Next thing John knew, like, he turned around five minutes later, 
Benji's eating a hot dog. Of course. <laughs> but he has to make a scene that he's a vegan and make a whole big announcement. And he's full of shit. What is that? He was vegan for about <laughs> 10 minutes, a few minutes. Yeah. And then he couldn't help himself. Right. And, now, granted, these hot dogs were great. Fresh off the food truck. Right. I if say you're that. a vegan, Until you're a vegan. But Benji, like, why couldn't you just say, excuse me, I don't no, want to thank you. No, thank you to the hot dog. Like, why do you make an announcement? Why do you why do you do that? I, I, that's why I think you're always full of shtick. I will. Howard, hold on. Before you talk, I have a very good authority that Benji ate fruit the whole time he was there because he wasn't going to eat any of the meat. Yeah, but then he ate a hot dog. You're a vegan? No. Stop telling people you're a vegan. That's all I'm saying. That's, that's not what I said. Uh, Gary, I wasn't there with you, but Gary said you said you announced to everyone you were a vegan, and John heard it too. <laughs> he, did, he didn't hear it. I, I was told that. Okay. Okay. So there was a real nice, this was when I was leaving. And uh, there was a real nice guy, the guy you met. Yeah, like, we, we described there's a food, a food cart there. Okay. So he was, I was leaving with uh, three people and he was like, really? Like, oh, these are so great. You got to have them. These are like the best hot dogs. And, I was, and at first I was just like, oh, no, thanks. No, thanks. No, thanks. Yeah. And they got hot dogs and he kept saying, oh, come on, come on. It will make me so happy. Yeah, but you're a vegan. And I said, oh, you know, I'm mostly vegan. I, I better not. Like, I, I really appreciate it. I actually love hot dogs, but I'm, I've, go, I've gone vegan. And then he kept saying, and I was like, yeah. I was... I was recovering and I was really, I was like, you know what? I'll, you know, I'll have one. That's <laughs> what I said. From what? From getting sick on the ride over. <laughs> yeah, he was so sick he ate a hot dog. I was no, shamed I was, into eating And I was, no, it's I just that Benji's to... the guy, no offense, man, but you're the guy who always has to like kind of draw attention to himself. Like at my wedding, Benji was demanding the vegetarian dish. No, he could have eaten fish. JD came over and said, what do you want? The the vegetarian or the, the main core? I said, I'll have the vegan dish. Yeah, a vegan. vegan. I do like First, vegan. You're vegan. Mostly but you had a hot dog. No, I prefer, you're not a vegan, dude. I never said I was. I said I'm mostly vegan. I said no, I prefer no, you're vegan. not a vegan. Sometimes don't eat meat or fish. Yeah. But you're not a vegan. You're a guy who occasionally skips a meal with meat or fish. Yeah. That's right. That's all you are. You're not a vegan. You I eat like, cheese, you I eat eggs. I don't eat cheese. I hate cheese. You eat eggs. Except for pizza. Eggs. I, except for pizza. I had gone off There's eggs for about six weeks and about three weeks I mean, ago. You said bottom it. line, you're fatter than you ever were. What, what does that have to do with being a vegan? It's just fun to say. <laughs> <laughs> you're fatter than you ever were, the size of a water buffalo. <laughs> and uh, you're busy He's with The it. water buffalo is <laughs> vegan, isn't it? You should, yeah, you should, you should have skipped the... A racist what? remark? What's He's, racist? You, you should have skipped the hot dog and anything else that day. And the fruit. It was a really nice shiva. It really was. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. And I have a lot of family connections to John. So it was kind of cool. Did you notice his mom was hot? She is very beautiful. I didn't hit on her at the thing at all right. or anything like but that. But you're thinking about it. <laughs> no, she's, she's not really... I, Were you I, worried I, he'd hit on it in your mom? No, no. But the other funny... How bad would that be if you found out uh, Benji was in a relationship <laughs> with your mother? My new dad? Yeah. I mean, I mean, or just Gosh, even like... Like, he, like they're just having an affair. Seriously. I did all seriousness. Affair. I don't want this on the air. Your mom and I really got kind of hit it off and yeah. I asked her out. I mean, I'm a matter of the Peloton class. And I saw the sweat tripping off of her the other thing that day, Howard, it was the day that Benji was in here with Richard and Sal. Oh, right. right. Oh, my so God. So people would come yeah, in job, and yeah. be, because I wasn't at the show that day, people would, did you hear that Benji jerked off Richard and Sal <laughs> oh, today? Oh, what a crazy <laughs> yeah. day. So, like I saw John and he was looking kind of sad and stuff. You disappeared into some room or something. I couldn't find you. I guess you were trying to pull yourself together. No, no, no. What happened was someone else was leaving at the time you came, and I went to get my mom to say goodbye to them. Right. So when I came, I didn't know you were there. When yeah. I came out, you were standing in the front hallway. Yeah, right. And, uh, you know, John's there, and uh, I forget my point. I don't even know what I was trying to say. About but... Benji, the news that Benji was jerking off Richard. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And so Sal. John walks up to me, and, he, you know, I go, John, I'm so sorry. And he goes, I heard I missed an unbelievable show today. I go, oh yeah, Benji jerked off Richard and Sal. <laughs> like in the middle of it. And I see Benji yeah, in my living room day. with like family I've known, friends I've known forever. And I'm yeah. just wondering if this is coming up in conversation at all. <laughs> Guess what I did today? It was great though. I mean, it was really funny when you jerked those two guys off. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You know yeah. what? I'm mad at myself. I should let you just keep, just keep going till you almost completed Richard. Wow. Yeah. Like really go. Yeah, like Rob, I just got real uncomfortable well, watching. I it. was like Robin mentioned. I knew I would go through with it if you did it, but I really didn't think you would do it. 
I'm just wondering if you're gay or not, honestly. <laughs> well, I think you are. I think he's an artist. I don't think I am. <laughs> I do. Want to see my dick latash? I really don't think I am. No, I but, think you are, and, my, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I, I don't think it's think great it, that you're gay. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think you were either. waiting for a moment in time where you could do it as a humorous thing, I, I, but you like touching cock. I cons. really am turned on by women, and I don't right. have any of that feeling towards men. Would you kiss Richard's penis? For a stunt? Yeah. <laughs> for a stunt, a stunt, of course, nothing for the real. for the right moment, yeah. probably. What's the right moment <laughs> <laughs> for a funny moment in ten seconds at the shiva to impress John's mom? <laughs> Here, this will cheer you up. Yeah, check this out. I'm, I'm going to kiss the hot dog. But I yeah, where's no, your uncle? I have no. I don't recognize any desire for men. I I see good look. Like to me, sometimes you look really sexy, <laughs> and I would kiss you. No, and you have a beautiful smile, and you would kiss like, my penis. <laughs> Again, the right moment. Wow! But I'm really like gay. when I see an, a woman that I'm attracted to, it's like I'm <clears throat> hungry for it. <laughs> You're and a hungry boy. That sounds effeminate. <laughs> like a, she's like a hot dog. Yeah. I'm so straight. <gasps> I think he's so into being on the air that he'll do anything gay or otherwise. <laughs> I don't. I don't feel. I don't like. I. I don't feel any sexual desire for men. Right. All right. Well, that's good. But you could have Why sex with good? I had the worst. Th I mean, it's fine. And whatever yeah. you are is fine with me. Yeah. I just had the worst fear you were going to start hitting on John's mom. Oh. You know, like that yeah. would have been really weird because she's really super attractive. You really think at the show I would have been like. I think you might have like kind of it might have crossed your mind to like maybe ask her out or just say, hey, I'd love to get together with you. <laughs> Let's you know what I mean? Let's talk about the. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever done nude yoga? <laughs> <laughs> When's the last like time you got laid? I think. I was trying to figure this out I, about a year, a year and wow. a half ago. Yeah. yeah. Well, why the the, why the drought? Personal decision? I'm mostly celibate. Mostly. <laughs> yeah. So what happened? I mean, you were on a good tear. No, I I feel very very fat. Right. And uh, apparently, I am. And no, I I, I feel unattractive. Yeah, I'm un embarrassed. And uh, are, is it, yeah, right. Okay. All but right. I mean. On a tear when he was heavy before. Yep. No, you were on a pretty good roll. Yeah, you had a couple of nice looking women, but oh, well, thank you. But you kind of—I don't know what happened to you. you. Lost your mojo. No, no, I—I'll uh, I'll be really skinny in a couple months. Well, uh, yeah, you're going. You're going to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw how you were around the food truck. So, <laughs> well, yeah, John had to bring in that food truck and ruin it. I actually—I was sneaking some sandwiches <laughs> from the diner. I'm mostly oh, vegan. <laughs> I'm a gay vegan built like a beach ball. <laughs> Uh, speaking of hot dogs, does anyone want to hear from John Hine on the phone who wants to talk about hot dogs? Okay. All right, this is John Hine audiobook talking about hot dogs. As long as we're on the subject, that's what I say, right? Hi, John. Just thinking about those hot dogs makes me hungry. Tell me a about it. hot dog lives up to the hype. It's simply magical. What a hot dog. The world's best Frankfurter. The hot dogs are huge. The toppings are generous. And the service is just as fast. Do you know what makes the hot dog so special? No. First, you have to understand the history of the hot dog. Polish immigrant Nathan Handworker opened a small Frankfurter stand in Coney Island, New York in 1916. Okay. Selling hot dogs made with a recipe developed by his wife, Ida, for a nickel. This was the actually a book. Hot dogs are referred to as conies in many parts of the country. Your dad didn't Nathan's read that book, did he? I hope not. He said he did. He did. But he loved Nathan's, uh, man. So Coney right. Island hot dogs are still... Right. Do you mind if I... Does anybody mind if I hang up on John Hine audiobook? I'm hoping you hang up on John Hine audiobook. Like let me, let me see. You like this, Benji? I like him. All right. Uh, Benji's getting a wreck, so continue, John. <laughs> I remember my father taking our family to Nathan's and Coney Island every summer. Oh. Every 4th of July, you'll find me at Coney Island gasping in awe at Nathan's annual hot dog eating contest. Wow, I didn't know that. If you go to Nathan's, <laughs> you really should... Hard to have a conversation with him. He just goes on and on and on. <laughs> John Hine audiobook, everybody. Um, it's like he's not listening to you. Yeah. Yeah, it's like he's just reading. <laughs> Yeah, no, my dad did. He loved going to Nathan's. And, um, also, I mean, he, he was tough. Like he would definitely, you know, let us know. We were, we were in his castle. Let's put it that way. Wow. So including my mom. Let's so, go to, uh, yeah. Well, anyway, your mom is a big hit with me. I liked her a lot. She I want to move into that castle. Apples. Go ahead. Hey, hey now, Howard. Um, first off, you're a white jacket yesterday. That was a, 
that was a bit outside of your norm. Interesting you say that. I wore a white jacket yesterday. My wife said, hey, you look kind of handsome. Yeah. yeah she Did liked it. for Joe? I mean, I didn't really even recall that Joe was coming in, but I happened to be wearing it for the interview. I didn't wear it for Joe. That was, uh, I don't know. It, All right, it, it, Apples, it, it, this is fascinating. Hey, wait, Howard, I got something for you. Do you think... Did you see me in my white jacket yesterday, Robin? Yes, I did. Did you like that look? I did. It was unusual, but it was it worked. Yeah, I was, you know, I was thinking maybe it's the summer I should come out of that hole. Lighten up a bit. Lighten huh? up a bit where, instead of wearing black all the time. Yeah. Hey, you should take a picture of you holding Benson in that jacket. The cat? Mm -hmm. I, uh, this guy's this guy's off his fucking rocker. <laughs> Benson has a home, by the way. Oh, he does. Yes, for those of you who follow my wife's Instagram. Very good. Yeah, I was thinking about uh, Benji hasn't had sex in like a year and a half, but like Brent's still on that mad swinging tour. What do you think of the swinging, Benji? Do you get jealous of that? That seems like something you'd be into. It sounds fun. Like, I mean, I, I could see going, I looked it up and it seems like fun to go to. And I've gone, gone to those kind of things. You before. have? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Swinger. <laughs> wow. But years ago, but like, it does seem fun, like it to actually like have sex with someone you really like or love. You know what I mean? Like, like a real relationship kind what? of sex. You've never had sex with somebody you love? Yes, I have. And that's what it's I'm saying. Like. Like I I I I would like. All right, I, 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 know, to talk I don't to you, know Benji. what we yeah, right. stepped into. All right, it's enough with you. All right, we had enough conversation. All right, see you later. Sorry, all right, take really. it easy. Sorry, sorry about your dad. Sorry about oh, oh, taking a hot dog. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry I brought brought you in. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> all right, so Benji, you are not a uh, vegan. All right, I'm a... mostly vegan. Uh, I'm as right. vegan as you are. Huh? I'm not a vegan. Well, I'm not vegan at all. Okay, what do you call yourself? I'm, if you want to give it a title, I guess I'm pescatarian. I eat fish, but I don't eat meat or... Uh, thank you. I'm a pescatarian. <laughs> <laughs> You're a pescatarian? Yeah. Right. You know, I'm listening to this song. I realize I should remind everybody that uh, we're we're converting. This is an important announcement to celebrate Fourth uh, of July this year. We're transforming Howard 100 into Bowie 100. We like, you know, we love doing this. Uh, in fact, uh, between uh, Baba Bowie's recent um, love tape anniversary and that uh, four-hour spectacular we put on, yeah. And the new Bowie uh, 100 shows that we'll be putting on July 4th. It's all Gary all the time. <laughs> You'll hear nothing but the greatest Baba Bowie song parodies of all time. Oh, all day. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yes, Robin. All day, July 4th and July 5th. That's guaranteed to make you tune out. It will be all Bowie all the time. Uh, I actually, um, it actually is fun to listen to, but I don't know how much you can take of Baba Bowie songs. Right, one after the other. Although the, it's a very interesting cumulative effect when you listen to the Baba Bowie songs over and over again. Really? Yeah, it's weird. It's like you first go, oh, I had enough of this. Then you come back and you go, oh, my God, this is kind of funny just hearing <laughs> so much Baba Bowie. And if you haven't heard Bowie 100 in the past, I'll, I'll try to recreate. Here's a taste of what you'll hear. <laughs> was uh, Brian Scott. And then, for example, we might go bam right into another song like this. The NFL theme song. And then you might get like uh, Baba Baker Street. You know? And then something like this. And then you might get... You might get Bowie's Delight. I mean, there's a million Darth Bowie. Or my favorite. 
Or you might get uh, Law and Bowie. I mean, there's a million of them. You oh, know. my goodness. I mean, it's just endless Baba Bowie songs. We have so many. The Bowie Knit celebration never ends. Uh, born to Bowie and Gordon. The game of Bowie's. Fans of Billy Joel. These are all well done. Masterpieces, each one. It's a toothy palooza. I like that he said the name would never last. Famous last word. Famous last word. You'll be tired of this. We'll beat it out of you. All right. We're tired of you guys. <laughs> well, if you haven't heard Bowie 100 in the past, uh, I suggest you do it. You try it on July 4th. And this year, we've gone all out. We feature celebrities picking their own favorite Bowie songs. Really? Seth Rogen is involved. Sammy Hagar. I mean, the guy from Van Halen is involved. Is involved in picking a Bowie song? Yes, yes. Um, Jimmy Kimmel, of course, my good friend. I wonder what Jimmy's is. Oh, you're going to be shocked. Really? I, I, yes. Nobody will expect this. <laughs> Dana Carvey uses his Paul McCartney impression to pick his favorite. Ooh. Hey, guys, it's Dana Carvey. It's Paul McCartney. You know, cheers. Happy boo. 2019, everybody. Cool, you know. You got to love Gary. Nine. All these songs making fun of him, and he just deals with it. He's a good lad, a great sport, a good chap. Baba Bowie. I'm very proud of the amount of boo songs written to the Beatles tunes. Let's keep it going. It's Bobby Bowie yesterday, only on Bowie 100. Love it. Horse to jack a stinky breath and tears. Beautiful. Far, far flunky, mama, mama. I mean, a whole weekend. Far, far, flow high. And by the way, what's so good about it is it's some of the greatest songs of all time. Except, yeah, it's beautiful music. Yeah, just dumbed down, you know. <laughs> Even uh, Jason Bonham. The, the son of Bonzo Bonham, who's Jason Bonham, who's a great drummer on his own. Yeah. He gave us his favorite. This is Jason Bonham on your Bowie 2019. Baba Bowie. The Stern Show makes a ton of song parodies in so many different styles. There are some of the best Bowie tunes done in the style of Led Zeppelin. Ooh. Kicking off with Bowie Cashmere. Bowie. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it stand to reason that Bowie Cashmere would be his favorite? Of course. Listen to this. A really good tune interrupted by Gary's flame. Oh, it's fantastic. Whole weekend of that coming up. I wonder how much I can take. You know, it's some people five minutes and they're out. Some people, I, I know some people listen all weekend. Yeah, because I'm thinking, well, this is great background. You know what? The, you know, that's my problem. I can't treat it as background. Oh, really? Like, I, you get caught right in and I, you start thinking about it. And... When I put it on and I do it every year. Yeah. I get, I get like, oh, I have to listen to this because it's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I get crazy from it. Uh... We even have world premieres. Like brand new Bowie songs? Mm. How do you say that guy's name from OAR, Gary? Mark Roberge? Is it Roberge? Roberge. Roberge, yeah. Mark Roberge <laughs> of the band uh, a o OAR. <clears throat> he, he did a Bowie song? He recorded his own version of Down Easter Bowie. Oh, wow. Which will be featured. Yeah, it's very beautiful. ba 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 Great. It's amazing. 
Like he went into the studio with the band. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Gives me the chill. I love this song. Whenever I go to a Billy Joel concert, yeah. I, I say to him, please add to the set, li- set list uh, Down Easter Alexa. Yeah. He's yet to play Down Easter Bowie, but <laughs> I do get the chills. It's great. Yeah. Our own uh, Jason Kaplan plans to barbecue and to, have, to this special. He's going to have it on all 4th of July. <laughs> Is that right, Jason? All 4th of July, you're going to be listening to oh, Bowie. Yeah. Bowie 100, as we call it. You got the smokers running for 12 plus hours, and so will Bowie 100 be running. Wow. There's a guy who knows how to multitask. I can't multitask. Hey, do you remember the uh, New York City Gospel Choir that came in for my book launch? Uh-huh. When I uh, put out uh, Howard Stern Comes Again, we... we that great choir, yeah. yeah. They they recorded a brand new Baba Bowie song. And and actually, look for it on the app. Gary was at the recording session, and he really got into it. Oh, yeah? <clears throat> yeah. The video of the performance is on the uh, SiriusXM app. It's fantastic. But they, they went to town on it. And it's very interesting to see Gary watching them do it. <laughs> Baba Bowie. watching he's clapping along he's he's got this expression on his face that can only be gary he's tugging at his shirt because his belly's a little big oh, it's, no. it's fantastic uh, at one point gary's rolling around on the floor speaking in tongues <laughs> got carried away but anyway look for all of this on the big fourth of july weekend fourth and fifth that's right howard 100 we're going to change the name to buoy 100 nothing but baba buoy songs for two whole days so many. How, un- how many songs do we have? Is oh there a God. rotation or is oh. it just nonstop? Nonstop. No, it's nonstop. Wow. I'm told we have many hundreds of songs. Wow. I've been told <laughs> nine billion. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you an example. I mean, those aren't the only world premiere Baba Bowie songs we have in this special. Yeah. Here's a quick montage of some of the others. This is, these are world premieres. Baba Bowie. What's interesting, you know, I'm sitting here thinking about this. This is like old time radio when there weren't all these right. separate stations because you get every genre of music. Absolutely. Listening that's, to Baba Bowie. Songs. That's what we were thinking about when we created this, actually. We call it tooth stock. It's like Woodstock, <laughs> but only toothier. So there it is. Uh, I'll take a short break and then I'll come back and uh, um, maybe I'll even give you an update on Brent because he went to another one of those swinging weekends. Oh, he did. Yeah, but it wasn't that good. Mm. And I'll get to some of your phone calls. And, uh, oh, my goodness, we got so many things. Don't forget today we're going to replay the Conan O'Brien podcast called uh, Conan Needs a Friend. Right after this show, after Robin does the news, we'll go right into the Conan podcast where he interviewed me. A lot of people uh, did get to hear it, but some didn't. So it'll be on there as well. And don't forget, again, we'll be airing the Lady Gaga Apollo Theater Concert Friday night and through the weekend on Howard 101. A yeah. lot of things happening here. This station is always busy. Oh, my We're God. Doing so many things. So proud <laughs> of our legacy. We'll be back right after these words. Here we go. Taking you back in time to a, a little Joe Cocker for you. I don't know what year he released this, but quite a few years ago. Coming at you, WN. B-C-W-N-B-C-B-B-C. 
WNBC. 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 What would you do? Okay. See what I did? What would you do if I would sang out of stand up and walk out on me? Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song. I will try not to sing out of key. Yeah. Oh, baby, how do Like, I can't think of another song where, well, maybe with Crosby, Stills, and Nash from Woodstock, where the artist who covered the song made it better than the original. Yeah, this is one of those yeah. events. What was the lyric that uh, Ringo changed? Oh, that's a good question. It's a good trivia question. He told us that. Mm-hmm. Let me Give me a second to think about that. Good for you, uh, coming up with a trivia question. <laughs> Because you're on your own. What would you do if I sang out a tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? You do when my love is away. Are you sad because you're on your own? I don't remember, damn it. And he just told us this. What was it? Uh, what would you do if I sang out a tune? Would you throw a tomato at me? Ah, yeah, because he knew. Yeah. And people would throw a tomato. Oh, <laughs> uh, here we go. This is going to get big, right? Here. Yeah. Joe Cocker dead, right? Yes. Yeah. Fred, what name besides Little Help from My Friends or Woodstock, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, the Joni Mitchell song, name a time or song where the cover version was better than the original? I can give you a couple. Go ahead. I'll give you one. Uh, All Along the Watchtower, Jimi Hendrix. Okay. Next. The other one would be Van Halen. You really uh, got me. Yeah. And that's hot because the Kings version was really good. Mm-hmm. Really good. Right. And? Mm. That's it? I'm lost after that. All right. Oh, good picks, Brad. The best was when Belushi pretended to be Joe Cocker. Uh, did it so well. I really thought something was wrong with Joe Cocker when I first saw him. Something was wrong with him. <laughs> I like uh, when Bon Jovi sang this at the birthday uh, show. Yeah, they did a great job. Benji's <laughs> <laughs> on this track. It's like I'm oh, yeah. hungry for If you listen carefully, you'll hear Benji helping out Joe Cocker. What about that whole left sets thing? He's I said um, spirit of radio. All right, let me ask Fred this: what, song, what track comes on the radio? You have to turn off the radio. Wow, I, I say spirit of radio. Rush, yeah, I and, and I had to it. play that a million times as a DJ, like because a you know DJ on music stations. Oh man, what do you mean, oh man? You're trying to think of a shitty song that makes me just say. When we I were at CCC and you were a disc jockey, you. It, yeah, but is he talking only rock, or is he talking yeah, pop? I, the one song I can think of, which I don't think applies, is uh, Leo Sayers' I, uh, oh, Long, I tall, dun, 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 Long Tall Glasses. Is that the one? I think, dun, dun, well, that was the other song that I can't stand. You make me feel like dancing? Yeah. Yeah. Those two songs are awful. Anything Leo Sayers. Yeah. And I don't like the Bee Gees stuff when they went disco. What's a song if it's on the radio, you can't turn it off? Oh, maybe Hotel California. Not me. It's Procol Harum, Whiter Shade of Pale. Good song. Can't turn that off. I even like that Toad the... Toad the Wits Rocket? Yeah, that, that song they do. I don't get fish, though. They have a fish channel here on Sirius I know. I keep trying. Their fans are so fucking devoted. And I'm like, what am I listening to? I think they had a fish fest or something recently. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. I don't eat fish. 
Uh, Fish, for those of you who don't know, it's P-H-I-S-H. It's a jam band that started in Vermont in the 80s. I just, you know, it's kind of like the Grateful Dead. I just don't get it. They do. You know what they call that? Psychedelic improvisational rock. Mm. I'll give you a sample. This is called You Enjoy Myself. (laughs) Yeah. I guess maybe you got to be high. Once you, what? I don't know. I have feces. That's what I think. Once you feces. Drive into the Atlantic. (laughs) You know who became a huge fan of fish? Who? Jason. Yeah, he's been a big fan since October. Oh. Well, that makes sense. uh, What do you mean? Because he's high all the time. All right. He doesn't know what he's listening to. What is this? Well, this song is... People have explained to me it's better when you cut off the flow of oxygen to your brain. This song sounds perfect. <laughs> Boy, man. That's feces? What's he saying, Jason? He's Fe- saying, you enjoy myself. Oh. They said feces. What? Well, I mean, that's the name of the song. You I enjoy know. myself. I don't How know did if you become a fan. I never knew that. Yeah, well, I love this style of music. Like, really? I, I'm a huge... But you're uh, into rap. I like rap. I like yeah. rock. I love jam music. I love the, uh, the channel that we used to have here called Jam On. Um, and, uh, but I was never in the fish. I was kind of always like, I didn't mm. get it. Mm. Uh, one of the guys one in the day. back office is way into it. We went to a concert back on November 1st. Okay. Yeah. We were real curious about what goes on at the fish mind. concert. Really? It blew my mind. mind. You loved it. What were you loved doing? It. Were you doing weed and no, I did, But I do weed at every concert right. I go to. It wasn't like special for fish. Was oh, that the one where you like went out to dinner before and after? That and... was another fish concert. Oh. Yeah. I did two dinners, <laughs> uh, mushrooms and a bunch of other fun stuff. Anyway, we were curious about what goes on at a fish concert. So we went to a show at Madison Square Garden. It was part of the band. 13 show run at Madison Square Garden. 13 show run. Wow. All nights were sold out. Mm-hmm. And they never repeated a song. And uh, Fish fans, I've learned, are super passionate about the band. This guy almost cried talking about the song. You know the song Harpua? I actually don't know that song. Yeah, listen to that. I think it's one of their early Have ones. you ever cried at a Fish show because the music moved you so much? Yeah, I cried when they played Harpua this run because it's been a while since I've seen it. I even tear up and kind of get choked up thinking about it because... I seen that harpoon at uh, Sugarbush, the whole Haley's Comet one, and it, it definitely moved me. So yeah, harpoon has a special place in my heart. When I heard this guy talking about harpoon, I went, you know what? Finally, I'm going to go listen to this because this has got to be like Stairway to Heaven or something. It's got to be so moving, deep. Uh, so here's harpoon. There's a dog in the station with a bad reputation. Oh my god! It's a sign of the the dog in the station doesn't need a vacation. As the and you're into this, sounds like, uh, It sounds like it's from the 1930s. Yeah, I think that song was recorded in 1989 that you're playing there. It's uh, like a song parody. I'm not defending that song. Or this performance. You like this? I don't particularly like this. Uh, they never play Harpua. That's why the guy cried. Ah, well, there you go. Maybe there's a reason that they rarely play it. Yeah, they don't even like it. (laughs) Well, part of the culture of fish is that people get insanely fucked up. The big drug they do is called whippets. Are you into that? No. And actually, uh, somebody in our office was describing how you feel on whippets. Uh And it it sounded interesting. I go, how long does it last? But only last sixty seconds, right? I'm like, well, not even, six, not it's, even. Yeah, it's a giant what, waste. What, it's it, what it is is dentist grade nitrous oxide, Jesus. and they use tanks to fill balloons with the nitrous oxide, and then they inhale them. Like you, you go to a fish concert and people are walking around with balloons. With balloons. Yeah, I'm, I'm only into natural drugs, man. <laughs> Got to grow on the ground. This is like a from what it, what everyone told me is there's a whole block filled with tanks outside the show where people did whippets. I see that it's, it's called Nitrous Alley. I right? mean, you call it night because <laughs> you just see it's like ridiculous. Here, listen to the balloons being filled. This is uh, this is crazy. Our producer said there were hundreds of balloons being filled. Here it is. <laughs> I can see why you're into this. <laughs> It does. It's like one o'clock in the morning, and you walk outside of a concert, and it looks like a children's party going. But do the on. police try to stop the whippet no, alley the, from happening or nitrous? I've alley? never seen it. The police seem to be very cool in the sense that they're like, "Hey, if you stay around here, if you're smoking some weed, as long as you're keeping to yourself, they they don't mm. seem to cause too much trouble." Although uh, one of the guys was saying that they've seen cops raid one of them, and they actually pick up the helium cans and go running down the street like to <laughs> oh a, avoid God. the cops. They call it hippie crack. Yeah, sounds about right.
If you're curious about the effect it has, just listen to this guy. He's he's just taking a hit. What's in those balloons? Candy. How was the show tonight? It was wow. Oh, I'm on the train. <laughs> Maybe we should go to this, Rob. No. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. I don't want to be around any of these people. Oh come on! I don't even. I don't even understand. You can't. By the time you get to your seat, it's over. I don't understand. Let's see. Yeah, I know. It's like a quick high. Yeah, I think it just makes you dizzy. Um. Oh, but it's not just whippets. The fish fans were on LSD. Uh, we found a guy who made zero sense. <laughs> uh, tonight I have experienced a little LSD, uh, but these are spirits that have come through me. And if I want to take a trip somewhere, I will feel out whether or not that I'm getting on the right boat. Trey definitely is a Jedi. Do you see how he plucks the strings and he stirs the soup? Yes. Like he literally <laughs> moves us. And all of us were present, and we heard him, and he heard us. It's not just you. It's all y'all. It's us. It's we. When the teacher is ready, the teacher appears. I don't know if that's LSD or she just had too much Oprah. <laughs> got a lot of thoughts going on in there. Also, um, oh, our guys found a couple of um, a couple of people on mushrooms, <laughs> and they started arguing about whether Fish is the best band. <laughs> Are Fish the best band in the world? No. To me, yes. No. No, I'm going to say no. Fuck you. It brought us together. I'm honest. Well, that's not your band. It's my band. I've spent a lot of money touring with them. How much have you spent? Thousands. Drug of choice. Drug of choice is always mushrooms. I love mushrooms. It's natural and fucking fun. How did you smuggle them into the venue? Oh, through her tits. Are you on mushrooms now? Yeah, I am. Motherfucker. Well, they both agreed that mushrooms are the best drug. Oh, yeah. Even though they didn't agree on the band. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow fish gets a there's a lot of women at fish concerts yeah yeah oh it's definitely it's not a dude thing it's it's definitely 50 50 i think maybe robin should go robin you want to go definitely not i'm going. trying to get tickets for uh the mohegan sun show come there on there is such a horrible go. musical sound to the no 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 but robin all. we could They're smuggle playing... a whole pharmacy in your tent <laughs> you I, kidding I, what we would do it would only be for business right. not for pleasure for they're business. playing you the worst stuff right now Here's one final clip. This last guy said he'd been sniffing some powder. He went from being very angry about the show to happy to falling in love with our producer. He was all over the place from his powder. So how was the show tonight? Uh, sorry. Uh, dude, it was really a big letdown. It's just some of the worst playing I've ever seen. I love fish. I'm feeling fish. And I love drugs. What kind of drugs are you on tonight? Just a little powder. That's my favorite. Uh, I like to smash it up with a little masher. Sniff it right through my ear. What are you feeling? God damn it. Who are you? <laughs> oh, I love you. I love you. Wow. <laughs> I love you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, yeah. Where am I? <laughs> That's uh, a big thing with fish, by yeah. the way. You have to. Uh, but he uh, hated. You start out hating fish, and then he loved fish. They're fans. I've no. Listen, I've only been a fan since November. I've been the f- uh, four shows, and what happens is they immediately dissect the show afterwards. And it's every show I've been to. It's either been the best show they've ever done or the worst show they've ever done, depending <laughs> on who you talk to. Oh wow, we did wimpish. <laughs> I hate you. I love you. <laughs> oh fuck you! I'll kill you. <laughs> 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 anyway, I'm not that uh, into their music, but if you got to admire a band with such passionate fans. And, I don't have to do that at yes, all. Yes, you do. You have to check <laughs> out Fish Radio on Sirius XM Channel 29. Fish Radio. Yes. I've tried checking it out. What up, Matt? Hey, now. Hey, now. So a quick medical fact there that the uh, the whippets that they're doing kill upwards of 10 times the amount of brain cells that smoking a joint does, which explains how they can enjoy such lousy music <laughs> there you go all right man thank you but here's a guy seen two dozen shows wow yeah, well, man. he's already seen four and he just started like four and one tray solo show but i think it's because you like getting high 
I like getting high, but I get high at every concert I go to. So I, mean, I, I just how are really your in- other favorite bands going to fare if you're always at Fish concerts? Well, it is a problem actually because Fish has kind of I think in you a like short the vibe. Time, Steve, overtaken my life. Steve Nowicki said Madison Square Garden looked like a crack house. <laughs> <laughs> people were just strung out everywhere. Yeah. Yes, Chris awful. in Colorado. Yeah, two dozen shows, man. Uh, one of the greatest improv rock sh- rock bands you're ever going to find. Yeah, I mean, who picked up who picked up the Grateful Dead legacy? How do you know that it's is, an improv? Go on stage. It's not I, necessarily I, an improv. They probably rehearse like motherfuckers. I don't even think they, they rehearse. What do you have to rehearse? No, they do rehearse. They go on stage. They don't necessarily always have a set list uh, set. Um, so they kind of just they rehearse around. for their. They re- they rehearse a studio album, and when they're recording the studio album, they'll rehearse that. And then when they're on tour, I think I don't think they're rehearsing. What are you on right now? Playing album <laughs> what you, am I on right now? Yeah. Well, I'm in Colorado, but yeah. I'm not high yet. I just woke up. Right. Well, go listen to the Fish Channel. Do you ever listen to it? I did listen to the Fish Channel. Instead of buying the buying tickets for the overpriced shows, I just stayed at home and listened on my couch. There you go. So yeah. you see, we're providing a service. All right. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Well, do you care that someone's on the phone wants to know if you're going to fish in Saratoga? Who? If it's not me, it's got to be you. (laughs) Yes, Virginia. Hello, this is, I'm from Saratoga, and I was just wondering if Jason was coming to fish. It's here for two nights. When? Um... Give me a minute. All right, that's okay. I'll look it up. Uh, uh, Yes, I'd very much like to go. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be there, I'm sure. Kiss a fuck. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, she's going to find him in this sea of derelicts. <laughs> well, Jason does stand out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually pretty fat. The fish audience seems to be a lot more no, shaped than no, I No, Wiki says there were a lot of hot chicks at the show. Yeah, there's lots of hot chicks. But he said they were all strung out on drugs, but I, awesome. I see that as a plus. Yeah. yeah. So my very first fish show, I was sitting next to this incredibly uh, attractive blonde woman yeah. who was high, I guess, on LSD or, or something because she spent the entire concert sitting in her seat with a black light flashlight like rolling it over her wrist to see oh. like the black lights. Right. That was the entire concert. She's probably seeing a little hallucinating a little bit. Yeah. I'm just like, this is, you know, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's, that's who you go pick up a chicken. All right. Concert. Well, there you go. There's a little, uh, lesson in fish, uh, for those of you who wanted a lesson. And for those of you who didn't, well, I'm sure you're gone by now anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. T- t- go ahead, Tom, real quick in Indiana. Yeah. Hey, Howard, how's it going? Yeah. And I mean, I just yes. wanted to uh, say you should really go see fish, man. They're like one. No, all right, we're done with fish. Time. I'm not going to go see fish. All right. All right. Well, yeah, don't. I mean, you, you, you want to go to fish? Go to fish. What the fuck about fish? I'm not going to talk about fish for an hour. I just did a whole report on fish. I don't want to hear no more fish. Peace That's and it. love. That's right. I'm telling you with peace and peace love. Peace and love. Peace and love. No more fish conversation. If you. Write me or call me about fish. I will toss it after today. Peace and love. That's right. I didn't get to Brent's a wild weekend. I'll do that tomorrow. Uh, he swung again. I was going to get to that. I can't imagine. What could go wrong that it would be Super bad? Steamy. Well, I could tell you, and then we'll get into it, and then we'll, you know, then we'll uh, fuck up the news and all that. All right. I don't want to do that. There was an article in the paper today I was reading so about, steamy. is it okay to like Michael Jackson still? Right, I saw that. I was yeah. going to do a 10th anniversary Michael Jackson segment. In the news? Yeah. Oh, well, in that case, let's get to news. Let's play some behind together. What are you talking about? Fucking your tiniest Yeah, 
they should have gotten psyched for that movie yesterday where because he can do great versions of Beatles songs, you know? Oh. You know, when the guy, all of a sudden, is the only guy in the world who knows the Beatles music. Right. Wouldn't Psych have been a good guy to star in that? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, Robin. But can Psych act? Oh, of course he can. Oh. Look at those songs. He acts like an asshole every day. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that one was sent in by Dong Lennon. Dong Lennon, not John Lennon. <laughs> Wait, some people are really good at making money. I was, I haven't read the article yet, but it's just like it, I kind of skimmed that guy, Carl Icahn. Yeah. Like he did something, he owns some piece of a casino, you know, like he, he's one of those guys who just buys the right stocks or he buys the companies and then it's just, yeah, a, he seems like a Gordon Gecko. Yeah. Like, like he just made $500 million yesterday because he did something. I don't even know what he did, but some guys just, well, they understand those numbers and yeah. how, companies work because what you have is a group of guys who research what's going on like, with a particular thing like i started reading this and i zoned out in paragraph two that's right what, like i'm too stupid to even read the article to figure out how the, he made a billion he made a half a billion dollars in one day but it goes it goes like a little known real estate investor helped earn carl icon an estimated half a billion dollars the $8.5 billion deal to merge casino chain Caesars Entertainment with rival El Dorado Resorts was falling apart until real estate investor John Payne entered the picture. And then I zoned out. It was like, and then, there's all these numbers and Carl Icahn and 28.5% of Caesars and Inwalk Payne and blah, blah. And I went, ah, oh, just tell me how to make $500 million in, in a day. These guys know what they're doing, you know. But, you know, that's what that show Billions is all about. Oh, is that right? Guys who make those kind of moves and what they do in order to... I should watch that. Yeah, I love that I show. tried watching that in the beginning because I like, you know, it's Paul Giamatti. Yeah. Right? And, of course, I've acted with the gentleman, as you know, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, he did a very good job acting with me. He kept up with me. He was you very were a good. great team. I don't know why you haven't yeah. worked together again. He called me the other day, but I oh, called yeah? him back, and then he never called me, so I don't hmm. know. He wanted to talk to me. Paul Giamatti. Wow. And yeah. you don't know why now. No, I never found out. I did call him twice. Well, Paul, he's trying to call you. Dude, I'm calling you. Do. I don't know. Do. Do. <laughs> yeah. I remember acting with him, and it was like, it was really good. I love those scenes in private yeah. parts. Yeah. He's like, hey, okay. This guy's not an asshole. He knows his lines. He's. More than that. Yeah, he's, he's he's doing it. Incredible. He's making me shiver. Yeah, he was like, wow, you're like, I knew the guy, and you're like the real guy, and you never met that guy. Uh, that's what a good actor does. Uh, Joe Namath, everybody loved him yesterday. Got a lot of great feedback. Joe Namath on the Howard Stern Show, and his, the hands-down best interview I've ever heard Howard do. Is that right? Well, according to that guy. Yeah, I feel like a kid on Christmas. I was texting my dad about it. Bravo, legendary interview. Uh, I don't know. What an entertaining interview. Broadway Joe. Howard claims he doesn't know much about sports, but when he was talking with Joe, he didn't miss a beat. It's proof he does his homework. Knows it. Had a smooth conversation. Says here, I'm the best in the business. Not Oprah. Robin. Okay, well, nobody's best. ever said that Oprah was the best. Howard the best. is the best interviewer in the business. Yeah, Oprah. No one ever <laughs> said that. Oh, my God. What an interview with Joe Namath. Uh, interview was amazing. Leave it to Howard to pull new material out of Joe Namath. Isn't that nice? The Namath interview was a big time touchdown with a two point conversion. See? Guy playing. Wow. Yeah. A lot of, uh, people, gay and straight, wrote us how they appreciated us talking about the anti gay ministries that are popping up around the country, don't seem to want to go away, and explaining why we need Gay Pride Month. Uh, thank you so much for doing that, you guys. These people are fucking crazy. It's great to see such influential people stand, standing up for the LGBT community. Um, thank you for exposing these insane anti-gay ministers. As upsetting as it is to listen to, it's important for the country to hear and to see how far our country has to go. Our country has a far way to go, even with race. It's so bad. I'll tell you, you know. Well, wait a minute. It's not 1940. No, but yeah, I'll tell you, you know, it is in a way, and I'll tell you a no, personal... No, it isn't. It is. I'll tell you why I feel that <laughs> way. 
<laughs> you know why I say Come that? Come over here, Robin, please. Because Condoleezza Rice, I saw her giving an interview at NBC, and people were saying that same thing to her in this interview. And she said, look, I grew up in Alabama in the 60s. Well, I'll tell you a story. See if you still feel the same All way right. after I tell you this. Um, okay. How do I put this? It's a personal story, and yet it's gone, uh, it's gotten, it was in USA Today and things. But, uh, Beth's brother, my brother-in-law, was married, uh, had two kids, um, anyway, long story short. So let's say my sister-in-law. That's what she would be, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, you know, they're divorced now, but I still think of her as my sister-in-law mm-hmm. too, you know, she's a wonderful woman. She, uh, has, uh, two older kids. Um, she remarried. Okay. Okay. Married a black guy. She's white. This is in Arizona. Okay. They live in Arizona. Um, my ex sister in law was, a, is a, a medical doctor, a fabulous medical doctor, very, very brilliant woman. I'm a big fan of hers. I always liked her. Her name is Dr. Lisa Sprout. So she, uh, and her husband, her new husband, uh, wanted to have children. So they decided to adopt. And because he's black, he, I, you know, whatever they, they ended up adopting a black, uh, baby child. And, uh, this was just in the news just last week on their door, they found a sign and they live in a gated upscale community. So, you know, what was that? Day? I don't know. Was that me? No, that was, Oh, that's you, Fred yeah. hitting things. No. What, what's any, is that an accident? It was an accident. No, I had my, I'm not a my, distraction at no, all. Sorry. Okay. About that. Thank you. Yeah. You know, I'm talking about race here. So they adopt, um, a, a black child and I don't want to go into all the specifics, blah, blah, blah. They find on the door just the other morning, a big sign, go back to Africa Negroes and a uh, big sign on their door. Now you can imagine how they felt like, holy shit. They live in this nice gated community. They're just trying. The poor kid had a horrible background. They, they saved this kid's life by adoption. Uh, I mean, it's just a beautiful thing. And now it's go back to Africa Negroes. One sign. One sign. It was bad. Do you know what used to happen? See, that's All right, my point. I know that. So it's not as Why bad. Why do you have to argue about everything? That's bad. No, no but we have this, you know, there I don't are know plenty if it's as bad, but it's people bad. people who are saying we've turned back the clock and we have not. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying things. That was a bad thing. It's not a contest. I'm not, but no, I'm not, but I'm not, you're making it like the whole racial no, you thing are. is a bad, is, I'm not is making as it bad anything. as I'm telling you, you that we have a long way to go. You were the one who started by saying but, that. Anyway, my point being, whether it's as bad or not, there are bad things are, that happen. Uh, yes, because of race. That's right. There you go, Robin. Thank you. Yes. Anyway, I was so bummed out. Nicest people in the world putting up with this shit. So she. But they're out. letting she, themselves be affected by a really yes, dumb they are person. Yes, they are affected by it. In fact, uh, they held a little uh, rally. Uh, the community got behind her and said, you know, not everybody in this community has those feelings. But imagine how fucking weird you have to be to like make that sign. About a child. Sne- and yeah. And then sneak out like it's, I guess it was in the middle of the night or something and get it on someone's door, not knowing if they even have a camera or something. You know what I mean? Like, like you got to be pretty fucked up to spend your day doing that. You know? Absolutely. So my wife was all upset. I was upset. Lisa's upset. She went out though very bravely, organized uh, some sort of rally or something and everyone was, uh, you know, where they're trying to show some support. It actually says something about her community that this person snuck around to do it. Right. He didn't feel like his or her uh, a sentiment would be roundly appreciated by everyone else in the neighborhood. And she went out and she gave a stirring speech to the crowd and everything. Maybe she'll run for office. That's what she should do. It was a good speech. Anyway, I was bummed out about it because the kids have been through enough. You know?
They they just it's too much. It's too much shit going on. But you know, you have to be able to cope with the world you're in. What's that? You can't customize it. You can't? No. <laughs> you're right about that. <laughs> um anyway, so I don't know what. But why did I bring that up? Oh, you said it. Uh, I didn't 